Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the night to be much observed. And as we sit down to eat a meal this evening, we are recognizing the start of the 15th day of the first month of the calendar that God gave to ancient Israel. Last night, 24 hours ago, according to biblical instruction, at the start of the 14th day of the same month, we obeyed God's command to observe the Passover where we remembered the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through an observance done in accordance with the example of the New Testament. This was the same time that Jesus observed the Passover with his disciples, and the same time ancient Israel was commanded to observe the Passover. We partook of a very small portion of unleavened bread and wine that served as symbols of the blood and body of Jesus Christ, the true Lamb of God. And as we remembered that sacrifice, that truly is the price of our forgiveness and of our freedom from eternal death. The question must then arise, what are we doing here tonight? What is the meaning of this evening? And why do we observe it in the manner in which we do? Indeed, there are some people who teach that we ought to be observing the Passover this evening instead of having observed it last night. That position is in error and is biblically indefensible. By taking this position, they lose sight of the difference between these two events and eventually lose sight of the difference and significance of each event. You know, in the 12th chapter of Exodus, we read an account of the first Passover. And that account begins with God instructing Moses and Aaron about what they were to teach the people about the Passover, about its observance. The instruction included the order to select a lamb or a goat on the 10th day of the month, and they were to keep it until the 14th, and they were to kill it at twilight, which we can show scripturally is the setting of the sun at the end of the 13th at the start of the 14th of the month which in Egypt at that time of the year is about 6.30 p.m. After God finished instructing Moses concerning the Passover and the days of unleavened bread that were to follow, Moses gathered the elders of Israel and he said the following to them. In your Bibles in Exodus chapter 12, beginning in verse 21, we read, Then Moses called for the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. The word for morning as we've heard before in other presentations on this event is bokar, which means the dawn, first light. It's blatantly clear from Scripture that not one Israelite, including Moses, would leave the house they were in that night of Passover until the sun rose, starting the morning of the 14th. And as we will read in verse 30, they likely heard the cries of the Egyptians from inside their houses, and they were not likely to go outside against that instruction. As the Israelites sat inside their homes eating that roasted lamb, with the blood covering their doorposts and the lentils on the outside, their obedience and the sign of that blood 
protected them, protected their firstborn from death. Notice verse 29 of Exodus chapter 12. And it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. And so Pharaoh rose in the night, he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry, for there was not a house without its dead. And then he called for Moses and Aaron by night, and said, Rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go and serve the Lord as you have said. And take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We shall all be dead. All be dead, in fact, if they didn't leave. That's what they thought. Now, in verse 31, when it says he called for Pharaoh, called for Moses, when Pharaoh called for Moses, he used the Hebrew word quara, Q-U-R-A. And that could mean to address or to declare. In other words, Pharaoh sent a message. He declared a message was sent toward Moses and Aaron as they were unable by God's command to leave their houses at that night. In fact, it would have probably been hours before that message would have even got to them. In any case, the death did not occur until around midnight. And uh, as we find in Exodus 10:28, Moses had bluntly told Pharaoh he would never see his face again. You know, after that most memorable evening, as the sun rose, the Israelites had a great deal to do. Prior to sunrise, they had to burn any remaining parts of the lamb. And then they had to complete the plundering of the Egyptians, some of which may have already occurred. And then up to four million people, the population of the province of Alberta, for example, had to be mustered and organized into an order of march. That included moving herds and flocks and wagons and loading plunder. Ipawar, the Egyptian scribe, in his Lamentations of Ipawar, who was likely a witness to this event, wrote in his writing, in one passage, he said, the nation was plundered of clothing and gold and perfume and anything of value. And he added the phrase, there is nothing left. Verse 34 of Exodus chapter 12, we read, so the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading bowls bound up in their clothes, on their shoulders. And now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses. They had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So they granted them what they requested. And thus they plundered the Egyptians. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 men, Besides children, a mixed multitude went up with them also, that's in addition, and flocks and herds and a great number of livestock. And they baked unleavened cakes of dough, which they had brought out of Egypt, for it was not leavened because they were driven out of Egypt and could not wait for that leavening process. They could not wait, nor had they prepared provisions for themselves. You know, this marshalling of people would have been an enormous undertaking. It would have taken a whole day period. And the assembled tribes of Israel would have stretched for miles. 
literally for miles. Verse 18 of chapter 13, we read, So God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. You know, it is nothing less than a remarkable feat that this many people could order and organize into an order of march in 12 hours. And then as the sun was setting, ending the 14th, and as the 15th day of the month was beginning, they began to move out of Egypt by night. And this time of departure was when they were walking out of slavery. And God commanded Israel that they would remember this night forever. Back in Exodus chapter 12, verse 40, we read, Now the sojourn of the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was 430 years. And it came to pass at the end of 430 years, on the very same day, it came to pass that all the armies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night of solemn observance to the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord, a solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout all their generations. It should be noted the word solemn used in the New King James Version is not reflected in the King James Version. It is actually not in the original Hebrew. It's an interpretation added by the translators. In the King James Version, we read it is a time to be specially observed, to pay special attention to it, to treat it specially. does not mean it is a sad time. Quite the opposite. In the King James Version, verse 42 reads this, It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt, and this is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel in all their generations. This command is why we are here. There was much to rejoice about. They were released from a cruel slavery that would have resulted in the end of the nation. But God did even more. A scripture we don't turn to very often is found over in Psalm 105, Psalm 105 and verse 36. Psalm 105 and verse 36, we read two remarkable little verses. And it says in verse 36, He also destroyed all their firstborn in the land, the first of all their strengths. And then referring to Israel in verse 37, He also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among their tribes. In the King James Version, it says, and there was not one feeble among their tribes. This people was now free. They were rich. But they were all healthy, able to walk. In a group of four million people, four million very healthy people, what are the odds that no one would be ill? No one would have a broken bone. No one would have some sort of disease. It's almost nil. They were all suddenly healthy. And this was a miracle that may well have occurred as they gathered in that Passover to eat the lamb. These people had to be healed by their God to prepare them for this journey. And this is just as Christ's body, 1,400 years later, was broken for our healing. 
This night is intended as a night of thanksgiving. And they left, as they left, the Bible clearly states, they left 24 hours after the Passover lamb had been killed. And hence Israel left this very night, just under 3,500 years ago, with great rejoicing at their deliverance. Notice Numbers chapter 33. Numbers, the 33rd chapter, and verse 1. Numbers 33 and verse 1. We read here, These are the journeys of the children of Israel who went out of the land of Egypt by their armies under the hand of Moses and Aaron. Now Moses wrote down the starting points of their journeys at the command of the Lord. And these are their journeys according to their starting points. They departed from Ramses in the first month on the 15th day of the first month. And on the day after the Passover, the children of Israel went out with boldness in the sight of the Egyptians. For the Egyptians were burying their firstborn, whom the Lord had killed among them. They left on the uh, the 15th of the first month at evening. If they left at evening on the 15th, they had to leave at the beginning of the 15th. Anything else, they would have left on the 16th. So we see that when we keep the Passover and when we keep the night too much observed is correct in accordance with Scripture. The Israelites departed from Egypt. At that time, they left free of the oppressor, they left with wealth, and they left with health. And for us today, as we remember that deliverance that God gave to ancient Israel, we also reflect on its spiritual parallel of a much greater deliverance. The Passover, which we observed last night, reminds us of our need for a sacrificial lamb in Jesus Christ who was slain for us. But this only marks the beginning of God's plan of salvation, the opening of the door of possibility. The night we much observe reminds us that we have our part to do in our salvation, and we must choose to walk out of sin as ancient Israel walked out of Egypt. And this night pictures the beginning of our spiritual journey. We are reminded that we cannot stay in Egypt. Even as God separated Israel from Egypt, he calls us and gives us a choice that we must separate from the culture of this world and we are spared by the blood of the Lamb if we obey the instructions of God. And just as Israel had to put forth an effort to get out of bondage, we too must do that in a spiritual sense. Tomorrow we'll hear much more about this, but for now we need to reflect on our release from bondage to the God of this world who seeks our destruction. We need to reflect on the spiritual wealth we are given and the glory of our calling. And finally reflect on the spiritual health we have been given by a great miracle. There is much to remember, much to rejoice on this night to be much observed. At this time, a baptized man in each group that is gathered together will ask a blessing on the meal. So enjoy the fellowship and the meal that's been prepared and uh, enjoy the services tomorrow and enjoy the spiritual feast that you'll have at that time as well. Good night.